Welcome to Nana Tings. On today's episode, since it is May being Mental Health Awareness Month, I sort of want to do a combination episode of Tings Tea Time Mix of Mental Health Year and pretty much just discuss my own mental health journey and hopefully some tips that I give can help others listening. I want to go over catering to your sensitivities and not being afraid to let someone know that you're not feeling it, you know? Boundaries, uh, ways to get help, and some other things I'm going to throw in there. And I really hope that we do break the stigma one day and and it is okay to not be okay. And in the description of this episode, I'm going to have different organizations and hotline numbers just in case anyone's feeling down or out or need help. Also, I am a DM away. So please, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out and stay tuned for more. Don't forget to check out my new book, Antonio's Return, available now on Amazon and at Barnes & Noble. It is an amazing book that talks about my journey of approaching 30, and it has a lot of astronomical uh, themes involved, and I would really love if you all could check it out. It, It means so much to me. So my journey with mental health, uh, it's somewhat still new. I well, I had daddy issues a few years ago that I went to a therapist for a few months and then me being my manic self sometimes, I'm like, oh, like this is figured out, I'm done. <laughs> Little did I know last year when COVID started happening and we had all this time to sit down with ourselves, I started realizing I was like, okay, why do I always get frantic when it comes to like making plans or if I'm running late? Or why do I catch anxiety from others, especially my mom? I love her, but you know, anxiety is contagious in general. Like it could just set off anxiety in other people. But with my mom, I'm like ah. <laughs> uh, but pretty much last year, I woke up one day and I was just like, "Yo, I'm trying to seek validation by partying hard, being this kind of gay that I'm no, I'm not." And that what is what inspired me to write Fully Angel Rise in Phoenix. I started writing about my own self-doubts and my own self-sabotage and my own anxiety and, and how the, it gets in the way of me being truly who Antonio is. And right when I started writing that, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to find a therapist. I'm going to start talking. I'm going to start seeing what really is going on in my psyche and what's been happening for years. And through some really good conversations with my therapist and a lot of self-work, a lot of writing, a lot of poetry, like... Honestly, I think art is such a good therapeutic form, especially for mental health disorders. And for me, it's dancing and writing and sometimes even podcasting, like venting right now alone feels so good. And I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and it's it's been quite the ride, but I've done some pretty good self-work. We used to meet weekly with my therapist and now we meet bi-weekly. And I, I'm just so thankful that I, I had that awakening call last year of, of a lot of things that I was doing that sort of wasn't fulfilling my soul because I thought I had to be this sort of image of who I was. And then I was sort of like putting my mental health in the back burner. You know, I, I would I was conscious enough to know that what I was doing would trigger things. But my ego wanted that that scene queen status and that, you know, that party and that artist life. And I realized that my true artist life and who I really am doesn't need to be fucked up 24-7 and deny my mental health needs, right? So that's a little bit of my journey. 
I have written some articles with ADAA and other organizations. I, I try my best to make mental health advocacy kind of videos. Writing poetry really has been my way to uh, hit the population of like kind of mental health tips, but in a, in a poetic form. And yeah, I, uh, it's been quite the ride. And I'm, I mean, I'm still on it, right? Mental health is forever, working on your mental health is forever going to be a, a journey. I, I know I'm never going to be 100% great all the time but that's also the the beauty of being aware of it and accepting is knowing that like hey i am a fucking work of art right and i got some work to do but if you're fucking with me and you ride with me you know i'm a good human enjoy the ride so one thing that i learned with my therapist that has been really really amazing has been catering to my sensitivities and now what does that mean right for me, it means, like, I'm just going to give stories because I think giving a bigger picture and example helps sort of, you know, show or, or help a listener understand what catering to your sensitivities means. It's like, for example, say tomorrow or like the next day I have to do something big like moving or, uh, you know, something I'm going to have a lot of energy. Now, the night before, I know two, I have two options. I could either go out with my friends and drink but that alone, drinking could be a trigger, right? I could wake up the next day hungover and have anxiety. Or we'll get more into this with limitations of boundaries. Say I, I did a, a, a drug. That alone can mess up my biochemistry and have me out of it for the next day of being productive, right? So catering to your sensitivities and boundaries is sort of like making the option of how are you going to, what's going to benefit you in a better long run slash outcome of your next say whether it is in five hours you have to meet your parent for dinner the next day you have to see your partner or go on audition or go work out and go for a run you want to be your best self right so for me catering to my sensitivities are uh, several things it's knowing that i'm prepared for a job opportunity as an artist i want to be at my best and if that means having two less drinks even though my friends you know not in a spiteful way or a mean way peer pressuring me asking for, you know, have another round or stay out an hour later, I know that the next day I will be irritable and cranky if I don't get enough sleep, right? And I know that the kind of alcohol I drink will also be a trigger for my anxiety. So catering to my sensitivities and my mental health is knowing what not to drink and also going to sleep at a regular time. Also, for another another example would be like hooking up. I know that I would rather have a date with someone and then if that leads into a sexual experience, okay, because I feel like safe energy, sexual energy, right? As an empath, I'm all about reading the room and reading the person's energy. Now, if I if I compare that to a one-night stand on an app and not knowing them, I know I will feel depleted, right? So catering to my sensitivities is also when you're getting horny, you know, you're thinking your other head, it's sort of being aware of being like, okay, but before I do this and I'm not thinking, I'm thinking with my, you know, other head and I'm about to do this one night stand, how am I going to feel after that? Right? So it's pretty much catering to your sensitivities. I, I don't want to like throw my listeners around in a circle. I'm just trying to give examples. So like what it truly means for me, it just means being aware of the circumstances of your decision and what those circumstances slash consequences will result into triggers for your mental health and well-being. And I think I've learned that it's okay to say no to plans, 
it's okay to say yes to chiller plans, right? Than having FOMO and going crazy. And I think that we're in a society now where we're starting to be more open and vulnerable and that it's okay to express like, yo, I'm down to do a brunch with you, but I don't fuck with this. Or like, you know, um, going with that friend group, you know, there's two people that I don't like vibe with and it's a little toxic and like, I'm going to just do my own thing. And I think it's knowing like what can stimulate you and what can set you off. And I know personally for any of my empaths that are tuning into this episode, sometimes you know, we take on a lot of people's energy and we get stimulated very quickly. Like I can get, I get so stimulated just being around more than five people. It, as I get older and my, um, intuitive side and my emotional intelligence just keeps growing, I sort of start like, I I just absorb everything. Like even bright lights stimulate me now. Like if I go to a, like a rave, I mean, granted it's COVID, so like that's not really happening, but like if I have a few friends over and there's like strong lights or someone changes the light setting, I get like a headache and like I know catering my sensitivities, I'm gonna step into the other room where there's no lights. And same thing with music, if there's blasting music, I'm gonna go to another room. Or if there's like shit talking, I, I fucking hate when you're at a party and like, listen, a little tea is fine with your friends catching up or about like a sex story, you know, little things like that. But when it becomes like a drastic thing of hours of gossiping and sort of belittling and condescending people, well, pretty much just looking down on people and being condescending towards people, I that right away is like energy vampire that sucks me like my soul dry. So I also know catering my sensitivities. I'm not going to fucking talk to you, right? Or like save your energy. So pretty much the message is be aware, know your sensitivities, and do not be afraid to make sure your mental health is up to par and and, in check. Like, don't do something if you know it's gonna fuck with you, you know? Like, definitely it's okay to put yourself first, especially, especially your mental health and your well-being. Now, I wanna go on record and just say, it is totally sexy to be vulnerable. I literally have vulnerability tattooed on my right thigh, and I think well, one thing about gender, the, the male gender is taught in society, you know, oh, work, do this, da-da-da, like, blah, blah, you know, man up. I'm over that shit, dude. Like, it is so hot, no matter what your sexuality is, what your gender is, like, it is so hot to just be an open human, because at the end of the day, put everything aside, we're here to fucking help each other, and we're here to live on this earth and just be a fucking good person, right? Like, I don't have to stress that enough alone when it comes to, like, homophobia and racism and... I, I don't get it. Like, I don't get why people are are horrible <laughs> in that sense. But, like, I just wish maybe we could also start a trend besides just breaking the stigma. Like, start, like, it's sexy to be open, you know? And I understand, like, not open with everything. Like, there there is a, there also is a hotness to intimacy and, and a little mystery. Don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, I am an open book myself, so I can't fully talk because... <laughs> I'm very open, especially with a podcast, but you know, not everyone has to be on that level. But I, I think we, we need a sort of thing, especially for uh, males, uh, that it's a, like it's okay because then this is why there's so much like so much anger issues and so many anger issues and so much um, just like suppressed emotions because there are some people that grew up with like emotions from when they were like 10 or 11 and then they let that shit out at 30 because subconsciously it's so fucked, right? And speaking about a mental health episode, that does not help your mental health, right? You can start, you can start taking out this anger on others, like projecting this anger that you have, which is not healthy. And you could also start self-hating, right? Or self-loathing. Like, um, 
and I, I just, this is a quick segment, this part, but I really want to just say it, it's okay to be open and it's okay to share your heart. And, you know, heartbreak does happen, right? And you're going to have horrible people, right? And, and there's going to be moments where you are vulnerable and, you know, whether it's a, a partner or like a sex partner or a friend, like your heart will be played with, right? Your vulnerability and your soul. But vulnerability leads to being courageous and and having courage is fucking amazing. And our best leaders and artists in this world are some of the most courageous, vulnerable humans here. So my challenge to you is, what would your life look like if you were just a little bit more vulnerable? Boundaries. Now, I've talked about this several, several, several times. I personally learned what they were last year with my therapist. And I think we think that boundaries are for just like, you know, straight up toxic people, right? Or like an ex. But no, like boundaries are are for yourself and they're also for family members and they're also for close friends. And I've had a lot of moments where I sort of started realizing that I was letting a lot of people get away with some shit, right? Like I, uh, some people could be trigger suit, even people that are close to you, you know, like you always hear those or see those funny memes about like Thanksgiving and reuniting with families that are like bigots or this and that. And like, that alone triggers so much mental health, right? Problems or, or uh, trigger your kind of reaction. And I've learned that boundaries are so important and I don't even have to go into examples. I just want this part of the podcast to be just so sweet and short that it, it, find out or, or, or take a moment, whether it's meditating or sitting with yourself and, or, you know, just, or even in the shower and, and think about is everyone in your life beneficial for you, right? And if they are, has there been continuous fights with someone? Has there been moments where you went home and you felt like you felt energy depleted or you felt used or manipulated? Or were there moments where someone's energy is so strong that like you need to limit the times you see them a week, right? Or even the hours. That alone is a boundary. Also self-boundary. What are your triggers, right? What make you happy? What make you irritable, right? These, what make, what makes you love life? This are these, these are the questions that will get you going and will start as you get older building and not a wall, right? Like there, it's not like, oh my God, you can't like break my wall. It's like, just, I like them boundary lines, right? Like, okay, this is the line. Let's not make it gray where there's a little in between, but this is where I stand. You know, my limits. Now let's have fun, right? (laughs) I hope everyone listened throughout the whole episode. This was like a little short and sweet episode. Uh, Hopefully my tips or my experience help you. Please check out the description. I'm gonna put up some organization numbers and information and I just wanna say let's break the stigma. It's okay to not be okay. Love life, love fucking hard. Don't be afraid to be your authentic self. Don't be afraid to set boundaries and limits and do not be afraid to be vulnerable and also fucking own your sensitivities and own who you are, you know, spread love and just be aware. And please, please, please put your mental health first. Love you all. Thank you. Bye. Talk to you later on Nana Tings.